Welcome back to the show. And good morning. Yeah, it's uh, 6.51 a.m. Coffee and podcast. Yeah, I figured, um, well, usually, for the most part, we've been doing it on Wednesdays lately. Yeah. Today's Thursday. Um, we had a late, late delivery yesterday, which kind of just, you know, figured... Just push the podcast to Thursday. It worked out better for me too with my tasks, the timing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it a lot of times it's it's rough in the afternoon to just cut out early and because you get on a roll a lot of times there. Yeah. Around. Usually you're in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to stop like three, three p.m. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Check them out. Yeah, Hayfla's got some uh, Lux LED lighting workshops coming up in uh, the New York City showroom. So if you're a Hayfla customer or you want to um, become a Hayfla customer and and get into the, the looks LED lighting, um, reach out to Hayfla. They get you set up with a with a salesperson and uh, get you access to these workshops. Yeah, and uh, it's catered. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful showroom um, in the, it's what, the Flatiron District? Yeah, real close to the building. Yeah, 10 block. 11 block walk from Penn Station. You know, it'll be springtime. Yeah. It's nice time to be in the city. Yeah. We should try and go to the one is uh, Wednesday, June 7th. All right. Which is the day before Hunter's birthday wow. and graduation. Yeah. I was going to ask you, because you told me about the graduation and I told the wife and she's like, oh yeah, let's go. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, what day was that? Yeah. Thursday the 8th. <laughs> I said, I didn't pass already. So anyone interested, they want to come to my son's graduation, preschool graduation, do not show up. That would be weird. I'll call the police. That would be, that would be weird. Yeah, unless I know you personally. Yeah. Well, big development this week was uh, ironing out the compressor. Mm. Yeah, that was what, Monday? Yep, yep. Spent all weekend uh, tossing it over in my mind. Mm-hmm. We had to get a soft starter for the compressor. Yep, yeah. So I, I'm, I think last week that was you know one of the main topics of conversation mm-hmm. is, is trying to get that all figured out. Because Friday, uh, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday you were messing around with it. Yeah. So Friday we get the um the soft starter in the mail, and it just all it came with was a, a schematic, <laughs> and and no mention of like really how to apply it to a compressor. Right. Um. So, you know, I have limited uh, electrical schematic reading knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could kind of trace it. Yeah, I mean, because it's not a compressor-specific soft start. It's just right. a soft start. Right, and the compressor has that 
switch. That pressure switch. Yeah. So that had to be, you know, aside from getting power to the soft start, we had to wire in that switch that tells the compressor when to come on. Right. Yeah. Because there's no like, yeah, it's not like a regular machine where it turns on when you, when you turn it on, Mm -hmm. this turns on when the pressure switch says, Hey, we need air. And so we go to the internet, of course. And most of the the thorough videos were all from other countries. Yeah, a lot of Eastern Europe and Africa. Yeah, where I guess they they probably need it for the same reasons we do. You know, these these power spikes. You know, they probably have less power in these places. These yeah less developed places. Mm-hmm. Um. So we were thinking about maybe putting something together because there was so little information out there. Yeah. Um, but we'll if anybody... Do that in the free time. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody anybody runs across the same problem, they could certainly reach out. It's mm-hmm. it's not that complicated once you know where the wires go. Yeah, it's another one of those things where it's like, I got an idea about how to do this, but I just don't <laughs> want to screw anything up. But, you know, it came to the the rescue really in the end. Yeah, so I mean another another uh um I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is An- another time Brian comes in in the clutch and helps us out. So mm-hmm. we we um shoot Brian from RT a text and say um you know any chance that you could uh put us in touch with your electrician cuz he has an industrial electrician who does you know he'll go to a uh manufacturing plant and set up a whole suite of machines for RT. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's, that's what he does. You and know. tear them down. We've too. seen uh, most electrician, electricians have no clue <laughs> about any of this stuff. They claim to be master. I'm a master electrician. It's like, well, you don't know anything about this. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, thankfully Brian was able to get us linked up with Dan and, and, uh, you got on what a phone call with them? Yeah, yeah. Because we first thing we did was we contacted Quincy, uh-huh. the compressor. They were no help. Mm-hmm. Then we contacted um, Galco, where we bought the soft starter. Yep, and they were a little bit of help, mm-hmm. but not enough. They didn't know how to hook it up to a compressor. And then finally, Dan, the electrician. I mean, he sort of, you know, just tied together those last few threads that made everything work. Yep. Um, and plus gave me some confidence, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, that's uh, a, you know, you don't want to, because <laughs> was it Monday morning that there yeah. was that pop? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it sounded like a was... 22 went off <laughs> 10 feet away. I was like, oh. That was, that was disheartening. Yeah. I was like, oh, there goes the soft start. <laughs> Because, you know, we we had to get to a point where we were just touching wires to, uh-huh. to see what would happen. And, uh, but thankfully it's been, you know, you did a bunch of edge banding. Yep. And the compressor's been cycling on and off. Mm-hmm. So everything seems to be cool. Yeah. I mean, that, like, when you're banding, I've been running it on, there's, so the edge bander's got two speeds. And I've been running it with everything on aside from corner rounding because... I just don't need it on mm-hmm. the process that I'm doing. So it's it's using max air, like literally max air. 
corner rounding, I guess, would use maybe a tiny bit more just for, yeah. there must be one little actuator in there, but. Yeah, it runs that motor um, that goes in a circle. Yeah, actually, the, the corner rounding seems like it's got a lot. It has like four regulators, so it must do a bunch of stuff with air. But anyway, it's pretty close to max um, air consumption, and we haven't had any any issues. But surprisingly, like, the compressor kicks on relatively often. Yeah, a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that little black compressor <laughs> even ran anything. <laughs> that thing's a champ. I know, yeah. I mean, we really between the the salt sellers and mm-hmm. and the and that night, that day and night running it yeah. know, with the edge bander. It's going to a new home. Guy's gonna use it. Um, I forget his name. He, I talked to him on Instagram. He's up uh, like north of the Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna use it as like a job site compressor because oh. you know it's on wheels. It weighs 150 pounds, but. You know, it's it's tall enough where you could actually like wheel it out of a van. You know, yeah. just like wheel it off the step. I feel like, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, that thing's only a year old. You know, I mean, we ran it hard, but it's got plenty of life. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Chicago pneumatic. It's. I mean, this one's made in China, but um, they make some pretty good compressors. It's not like you know top of the line, but it's it's definitely a, a commercial grade compressor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we just got lucky and got got a gem or if they were all that reliable yeah um but uh i'd vouch for it yeah dual voltage which is cool you know you can run on 120 or or 240 or whatever 110 and 220 115 and 230 but can we get some consistency here yeah what happened to it's like betamax and uh and vcr i don't think there's any 110 left (laughs) you know like did we use it all up? <laughs> no. Well, it's just there's more there's there's more than one ten coming into every yeah, single on every every line now. Like, let's just get rid of the one ten thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, got that the compressor all figured out. Thank God. Lives in a birdhouse though. That that little thing. Yes. Yes. Squirrel house. <laughs> right. The the one thing that we did. Uh, glean from the instructions was it needs a 10 by 12 by 8 enclosure minimum <laughs> yeah and the unit is probably what 3 by 6 by 4 or something like that yeah probably even like maybe only 2 inches wide mm-hmm. yeah so it, it requires a, a lot of space yeah so um, we got yeah we got a we got a squirrel house tacked to the side of the compressor yeah <laughs> So that was Monday, Tuesday. Um, let's see, Tuesday I was jamming on that. Um, actually, I finished that reception desk. So I started that Monday Monday afternoon. I built the cabinets. We went somewhere on Monday. Um, yeah, where did was that when we went to Brick? Or was oh, that we went last to week? Costco. Oh yeah, and um, UPS. Yeah. So we um. We took those little nightstands that I built over to UPS and shipped those out to Park City, Utah. They um probably be getting there tomorrow. Um Yeah, three hundred bucks. They yeah. weighed forty eight pounds between the two of them. And they packed it up. I mean we, yeah, we they, wrapped them, but they packed it up. Yeah, they charged thirty five for um for packing. 
Yeah. No. When she said, do you want to insure them? I said, yeah. She said, the value? I said, 3000 She looked at me like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because most people is like three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they weren't 3000 They were a little bit less than that, but I figured, you know, if something happens, I want to cover the shipping costs, the time to go bring it over there, the packing material, everything. So, you oh, know, yeah. ship it for, or uh, insure it for more than it's, than it's actually worth. Definitely. Um, plus, I don't want to make them again. <laughs> <laughs> Did a good job on those because that, uh, that front um, molding detail, mm -hmm. the face frame, that's finicky stuff. Yeah. You know, getting it all flush with, because that, that's the thing, working with hardwood and plywood together, you really have to get those uh, joints level. Yeah, yeah. You can't sand and scrape like uh, you might want to on with mm -hmm. all solid wood. Yeah, and there, you know, I did, I, I mean, I blended it, but you can, it's not like, if you close your eyes and feel it, you can feel that there, I mean, it, you, you got to remember the price point of the, Mm -hmm. the things that are like a thousand dollars each yeah which sounds like oh man a thousand dollar nights oh it takes a lot of time to build so <laughs> yeah anytime anytime you you're making one of anything it, it i don't know if people if uh not people maybe who listen to us on a regular basis but like lay people will call them customers clients if they understand the the cost and the process involved in making one of something as opposed to a uh, a plant that's set up to churn something out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if we could, uh, you know, invest, just say even $50,000 into a, a, a line to build these things, then we could pump them out for 200 bucks mm -hmm. or less. Yeah, fifty bucks cost and sell them for two hundred. Yeah, and if you have you know uh, hourly wage employees running machinery and things like that, once you ramp up to that spot, mm -hmm. that's that's when the costs get really driven down. Yeah. So yeah, we shipped those out. Um, then we went over to Costco. We had to pick up two giant five pound bags of candy. For the Memorial Day parade on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Let's hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. yeah. Let's just wonder what it says now. Hunter was so excited for the parade. And then yesterday I said, oh, you know what Sunday is? What? The parade. And then like he was like, not about it. He's like, I wanted to watch the parade. Not. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm like, you're not watching it. I'm like, I don't know who you think you're going to be watching it with. I'm like, I'm going to be in the van, so that's <laughs> he, where you're going to be. He thought he was going to be catching candy instead of throwing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's got, like, you know, unfettered uh, access to the candy while we're yeah, in the van. Yeah, Um. So, yeah, we got uh two big bags of candy, which is, like, man, way cheaper than the BS that I bought the first time. Yeah. I got those, um, what were they? I think they were three pounds each. It was, like, a mix of... Of like, because it was for St. Patty's Day. It was like gold coins, green Hershey's Kisses. Um, it wasn't really like the the name brand candy that we got now. No, no. But I thought it would be, you know, apropos for mm -hmm. St. Patty's Day. Maybe it was like green coins, gold coins, green Hershey's Kisses and silver Hershey's Kisses or something. And it was like three pounds and it was like 
20, 15 or 20 bucks each. So we went to Costco and got two different things. One was 20 and one was 15. Yeah. It was like a, one was like a chocolatey mix and one was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's got peanut M&Ms, Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, uh, hundred grand. It's like, it's the (laughs) cast of characters. And then the other one's got like all more fruit, you know, I don't know about Skittles, but like stuff like that. Skittles and Starburst and. Yeah, the kids are going to turn the van over. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So now we got like, you know, 11 pounds of candy this this time around. Yeah, that's cool. We uh, we ran out like on that last leg Mm -hmm. uh, on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, I haven't haven't gotten the email yet. The mayor is supposed to send out an email, you know, with the uh, instructions. It will lead the parade this time. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be behind, um, what, what were we behind last Good time? Fellows. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Memorial day parade is less of a, uh, drinking parade. <laughs> Making some coffee slurp noises. I don't know if Keith's going to be able to take it. Yeah. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> I wonder where he is this morning. Yeah. it's a good question. He was on a boat yesterday. I don't know what he was doing, but. He was, I was texting him. He's like, sorry, it's hard to text on a boat. I'm like, maybe you took the ferry into New York. I thought maybe it was fishing. Oh, oh. It was windy though. So, you know, the ferry would have been even, you know, the ferry's big and it's a catamaran. So it cuts through pretty good. But yeah, if it's real windy and there's a lot of chop. Yeah. I mean, that thing is smooth. Are we, um, we going to take the ferry into uh, Hayfield this time? Let's see what we can afford. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, kitchen. Maybe we could build that to Hayfla. It's a marketing uh, yeah. excursion. Um, yeah, we got our candy. And then, yeah, so I, I uh, started working on that reception desk that we're building. I'm not sure if we talked about that yet, but building a reception desk for building up in Plainfield with a couple of new designers and a developer. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, I won't talk about all the BS, but, um, so it's basically just four base 22 and a half. So it's desk height. So they finish at 30, um, in like a U shape and in the center, the bases are spread out. So you got a spot for your legs to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, uh, pre-fin boxes with edge banding, no doors, no shelves, nothing. And then it's just got black panels, end panels, countertops. And in the front, there's like a um, 40 inch by seven foot by six inch facade, basically, just to give it some. It's almost like a knee wall. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty simple. Got the cabinets built on Monday. And then wrapped up the rest of it by, you know, two o'clock on Tuesday, which was good. I sent out an email. I was like, all right, it's done. Then can we bring it? And they're like, man, they're like, you really got that done fast. Because <laughs> we only got paid on it on Friday. Um, and I told him, I said, oh, I'll order material on Monday. But I was actually able, it was early enough where I called Fez, ordered the melamine, called Edgeco, ordered the edge banding. Both of them showed up on Monday. We had the plywood, so I was cutting that on Monday before that stuff even showed up. Um, Edgeco ships fast, too. 
Yeah, so if you, if you guys buy edge banding, um, Edge Co. in Long Island is like, apparently it's like the leading source of edge banding, according to their website. Um, but they <laughs> stock like a billion different colors and sizes. And uh, I think they have pre-glued. They have automatic, obviously. Um, different thicknesses and widths. And so that got this, it's PVC, but it's like a faux multiply pattern. So when you look at the edge, it looks like nice multiply. Yeah, like the old Baltic birch used to be. Uh Um, I think they have one that's real wood. I know why Willie said he was going to reach out to them and ask about that. That would be nice on like something that's a little more high end. Mm -hmm. This is just, you know, commercial, super utilitarian. And, you know, they were trying to keep the cost down. So, Um, yeah, we'll be bringing that up there at some point. They haven't said when they're, I guess now they're probably not ready for it. Um. (laughs) But we're we're discussing with them this uh, modular sofa thing that um, that looks like we're gonna build. So she wants to do some redraws on that. Like I'm waiting to hear back from from her. Yeah, they the quote was sort of based on these conceptual mm-hmm. um, sketches. She came probably came across them on Pinterest or something. Yeah. Um, what else you've been working on that barn door oh yeah yeah well we did do some uh some maintenance on the on the the shop was out there getting a suntan the other day oh yeah (laughs) when was that tuesday i think so yeah so uh what was it monday we realized oh man we don't have we don't have a v-groove bit anymore um because you had to v-groove those doors we've been working on which I think I think where it went is when Keith was CNCing the uh, bezels for us. I I have this recollection of saying, "Here, take this and try that." I'm like, "We're never going to need this again." It, it was one of those, <laughs> and we searched everywhere for the bit. Yeah, is you know all the places like it could have been, mm-hmm. maybe not have been. Yeah. So Monday, uh, I ordered it from Tools Today, and it shipped out. You know, same day which they're great with that. And usually we get it the next day from UPS, but for some reason it made it to, to our UPS hub where our, you know, where our truck, uh, picks up. Yeah. Um, at four twenty two AM, which was the same time as the Edgeco package, mm-hmm. the Edgeco one made it on the truck, but the tools today one didn't. Oh wait, no Edgeco came on Monday. There was something else. It was another yeah. thing. It got here though. Was yeah. it? What the hell was it? Hmm. Man, I don't remember. Was it something you ordered? Uh, I, does Alan go to um, Tinton Falls? Is that where he picks up his truck in the morning? Yeah, Hope Road. Is, that's like the hub. Huh. So he goes down there and actually gets the stuff. So, if- yeah, the truck. You know, he just picks up the truck. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and whatever it was, um, it for some reason, it didn't make it on the truck. I don't know if the, you know, maybe the truck was full or whatever. I don't know. It was the thinnest <laughs> little package. They could have just freaking chucked it in there. But, uh, yeah, so we should have had that on, on Tuesday, but it ended up coming on Wednesday. So you were out there on Tuesday 
scraping and painting. <laughs> the door jam and the window. Yeah. Well, it's... our new window. Yeah. Well, our we, new old window. We took the boarding off of the window in the front. You know, they had to board it up because when a building's vacant, I mean, it's much more likely to be broken into. Yeah. Because obviously there's nobody watching it. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we had a, a little double hung window that, that was covered up. Yeah, we got all this natural light in the office now. Yeah, it's bizarre. It, yeah, it's a little bit off-putting at first. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cleaned up the bathroom windows. We have those, I, I don't know what you call that old style of casement where... Yeah, it's like a louvered, louvered casement. But there's no, it's literally just louvers. Yeah. There's no anything, you know, it's completely like uninsulated... Uh, used to see those a lot in like Florida and places like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, these are a pretty industrial kind of uh, version, I feel like. It's mm -hmm. all like galvanized. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit extra light in there. Mm -hmm. um, clean those up. It's nice to open them up and uh, get a little get a little fresh air in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that bright white paint on there, you could see how bad the wood <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really, really is bad. We could fill all that stuff and give it one more coat. But like all the little profiles are all oh, messed yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was like peeling green, dark green paint and it was real flaky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like somebody lives here now. Yeah. You know, it. we're trying to. You know, do our, do our, uh, keep our responsibility of, you know, making sure the building doesn't look like total, total shit. And we were out back, uh, doing some weed whacking. Oh, uh, yeah. Crazy. Out there with the hedge trimmer. Which worked great. Yeah. Um, but it's, you can't, you can't get ahead of those things. Yeah. We have the, I think we, we may have talked about it, the Japanese knot weed. Mm hmm. Which is just some insanely fast-growing, you know, uh, creeper, rhizome, bamboo-esque kind of thing. I mean, it grows like a foot a week. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if you keep cutting it, the thing is, you gotta... They pop leaves, like, super fast. Like, unlike bamboo, bamboo doesn't get leaves until it goes all the way up. Right. So if you keep cutting bamboo before it, before it puts out leaves, you can kill it. Uh, because obviously it needs to put out leaves to, to get the um, energy. Mm -hmm. uh, what the hell do they call that? Photosynthesis. Well, yep. So this, like, these things pop out leaves when they're like two inches tall. Yeah. So and, you can't kill it. And the leaves are pretty broad for the size of the of the little sprout. Yeah, yeah. They're like a, like a four inch <clears throat> kind of like spade shaped leaf. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's like bamboo, but it's like real soft. Yeah. But it has that that segmented sort of uh yeah the hedge i got these ego hedge trimmers and it goes right through them mm -hmm. um but it's a pretty big area and then <laughs> it doesn't do anything you know long term i don't know i don't know what to do i think what we have to do maybe is is uh i don't know you'd have to like level it out to the point where you could plant grass seed mm -hmm. and then just mow it Oh yeah, because then if you're mowing it every week, you're just like literally cutting the tops off of these things, and they might not die, but at least it'll keep it 
Yeah, so we need to get in there with some kind of machinery and like uh, dredge up all the roots and everything. Yeah, I will more just like grade it all out. Because mm-hmm. um, there's some that are old and like real, yeah. real stumpy. Yep. But yeah, that's the thing. Like you can never run a lawnmower through there because it's yeah. so, the the dry stuff is like, it's more like bamboo than, than the green stuff. Yeah. There's one big stumped it's almost like a tree in this back in the, yeah, yeah yeah there's also like a bunch of concrete in there yeah um yeah it's that's what i was kind of thinking like is there something that we could plant that's that's nice that could overpower but i can't think of anything i don't think so that stuff's so tenacious mm-hmm. i keep wanting to call it hogweed but what it's uh not weed. Not weed. Japanese not weed. Now yeah. I, you know, see it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what What could we do as far as, uh, like, what could we get in there to level that thing? <clears throat> uh-huh. We need, like, a, a, what, a little mini bobcat or something? Yeah. You'd probably tear up the grass, that uh-huh. you know, getting in there and, and driving around on it. Yeah. Because there's really a nice section of lawn right next to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is our grass, technically, but... Yeah. Our neighbor kindly cuts it for us. Yeah, because this... It's probably about, I don't know what, like three feet wide, this swath of... Uh, yeah, it's like almost weed. like a <clears throat> 80, 80 linear feet, so yeah. it's just, what, 240 <laughs> square feet? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be bad if if this actually like if you did had to do this like twice a year. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna have to do it every two weeks. <laughs> I mean, in the winter time, it doesn't doesn't seem to grow. What you have to do is use glyphosate <clears throat> in the fall. Um, they say like cut it and then pour the glyphosate <clears throat> down the stem. Oh, geez. But there's how many individual stems are there? There's got to be. A thousand. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more. Have to come in there with like a sprayer of some sort, I guess. Yeah. What is glyphosate? Is that like Roundup or something? Yeah, that's Roundup. Oh, man. All I see is bad commercials for that. Yeah. So if any, we got any gardeners that are listening, mm-hmm. you know, send us some tips. Yeah. I'm telling you, you get a couple goats. <laughs> Apparently, people eat the stuff. <clears throat> it's like it has antioxidants. Can't be any worse than kale. I actually like kale. Mature shoots are much tougher and need to be peeled before eating and can be eaten raw, grilled, sautéed, pickled, and more. <clears throat> Not wheat can also be used in pies, soups, aspics, sauces, jams, and chutneys. Oh, as many high-end restaurants are doing as they embrace the trend for foraged food. Huh. Maybe we can just invite foragers. They'll just try eating it. <laughs> Early spring shoots and leaves are edible and have been described <clears throat> as a cross between asparagus and rhubarb. Roots contain the highest known concentrations of resveratrol. Wow. In plants, the same powerful antioxidant found in red grape skin and red wine. Mature shoot. I already read that. Its sour flavor is often compared to rhubarb and can be substituted in recipes. Japanese knotweed and the phenolic compound that is especially found in the plant's roots. Resveratrol is of interest for the 
for its antioxidant activity and for its effect on the human immune system and possible usefulness against the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. Holy shit. Wow, that's uh, uh, topical. Yeah. <coughs> uh, proceed with caution, however. Do not harvest knotweed from anywhere you find it, as it is often sprayed with herbicides in attempts to combat it. Only harvest from an area you know has not been sprayed and from soil that is not contaminated. Well, I think our soil is definitely contaminated. Yeah. yeah. Knotweed may cause gastrointestinal, <laughs> gastrointestinal issues for some, especially when more than a small amount is consumed. This can be testified to some folks we know. <laughs> The blossoms are beloved by many insects, such as butterflies, beetles, wasps, and bees. In fact, knotweed is valued by some beekeepers as an important source of nectar for honeybees at the at a time of year when little else is flowering. Producing a mild-flavored version of buckwheat honey, knotweed and buckwheat are in the same family. Knotweed, knotweed stalks can be cut and dried to make mason bee hotels. Resveratrol extracted from Japanese knotweed is also now being used as an organic bio... bio Ungicide spray. What's that? That helps a variety of crop plants resist a range of fungal and bacterial diseases. Huh. So maybe we should just embrace the knotweed. I don't know about that. <laughs> Learn to love the knotweed. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> let it grow, you know, to be whatever, a couple feet high before we cut it. Yeah, because it's not any harder to cut down. No. It'd just be less cutting. Yeah. It's it's easier to to harvest too, the longer. Yep. Longer pieces. Yeah, we could probably get one of those uh plug in. We really have a one twenty outlet that, that that's that close to that though. You know, get one of those plug in hedge trimmers. Mm-hmm. Just go back there and Time we got 10 minutes, just go freaking mow it down. <laughs> we need one of those DR, remember those infomercials? Oh, yes, yes. DR brush and yeah, yeah, whatever they were called. Russian hedge. I don't know. Uh, I guess, I guess they're not selling those anymore. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're, they still exist as a company or if they just quit doing the infomercial. Brush mower. DR Pro Max 34 inch <clears throat> field and brush mower. $4,000. Wow. DR field and brush mowers. Walk behind professional series. They got battery powered ones. Look at that. I mean, if, if steel's making battery powered stuff, you could see the, the future coming. Yeah. Battery pack. Yeah, man, that was like a classic infomercial back in the day. Yeah. That was on all the time. I guess nobody cuts their own grass anymore, so. It's true. I mean, uh, I remember living out in California. That was like a, well, in Southern California particularly, that was like a full-blown industry. And this was like back in the in the 90s. Like at 6 a.m., the trucks just... Oh, uh, the landscaping? Yeah, yeah. just are, are piling out like they, like the school buses do around here. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just big trucks with like, you know, 15 guys in the back. Yeah. And they would just go into the... Because they have all those communities with golf courses and everything. Uh-huh. And it's just an army of landscapers down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's huge out here, too. 
Yeah, I'm seeing more and more of it. Um, I need to get my uh, my front hut hedges or whatever those things are, those arborvitaes. I need to get those replaced. Yeah. I asked my uh, grass cutter. I can't quite call them landscapers. I asked them if they could uh, do it. And uh, it always takes like two weeks for the information to filter through to the English speakers. <laughs> You know, they're very nice, but uh, we have limited uh, communication skills mm-hmm. between us. Arbol, <laughs> new Arbol, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I ask, I ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wonder how, uh, what was his name, Hector? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Hector. I wonder how he's doing. Yeah, now we got a new guy, Hugo. Mm. <laughs> I used to work with a guy. His name was Hugo Chavez. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, yeah, working with a George Washington. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't think he was Venezuelan. Wait, was Hugo Chavez <coughs> Venezuelan? Um, I don't know. Um, that's a guy, or was he? Uh, it's funny because uh, in uh, San Francisco, one of the main drags was Army. Mm hmm. And they renamed it Hugo Chavez. Yeah, Venezuela. Former president of the Republic of Venezuela. Yeah. Although, yeah. So he was president from 99 until 2013. So this guy was Hugo Chavez before Hugo Chavez was Hugo Chavez. (laughs) He was, this is going back. This is a Dennis Foy. That's probably like, Pre-2010, he was in his 30s or 40s, so. Not like he was named after Hugo Chavez. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So, oh, yeah. Um, we were talking about shop organization kind of oh, stuff yeah. yesterday. You know, did some, you did some machine maintenance on the table saws and stuff. Yeah, you know, real finicky the, stuff. Yeah, the fences were a little bit too loose when we moved and and getting those getting the 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 indicators a little bit more like dialed in mm-hmm. like cuz you know, that was another thing they were a little bit not quite uh the Unisaw especially. Mm-hmm. That was really the one. Yeah, I'd just been using a measuring tape. That's that what one. I've been because, doing. So. You know, it's like rips are <laughs> rips aren't that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to at least get some sense of where I was. Yeah, um, it's one of those things you always go. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never do. Yeah. And so you just keep using your tape. Yeah. So I started building a new. Uh, shop cabinet for like all the finishing supplies because we have this table that's like it's like a 30 inch deep cabinet it's a mess inside it really is shelf yeah it's it's literally the absolute worst um so i built like a uh six foot um six drawer base you know three three rows of two drawers um i just got the drawers Three sides assembled. I just got to cut bottoms, get those in, notch them. The, the black melamine looks nice as a shop cabinet. It really, yeah. it really comes off well. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like raw plywood or something. Oh, which yeah. Would be the 
the next, you know, that would have been my, uh, like, go-to in the in the past. The mellow means cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, with the edge bander, it's so easy just to cut it, edge band it. Like, it I made so the top. Clean. Yeah, I made the countertop yesterday in, like, literally 10 minutes start to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, cut it on the slider, edge banded it, and put it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the drawers. Uh, you know, be done with those before midday, probably. If I got the gumption, I'll, I'll make the drawer fronts. I guess yeah. might as well just get it done. We uh, have to get some more of those handles. Yeah, a buck. Yeah, from Hayfla, solid brass. They're oil rub bronze. Yeah, I mean, they're weighty. They just must have been discontinued or something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they have, I mean, on their clearance, they get a lot of stuff that's just like insanely cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, either have too much in stock or, what? yeah, same thing, discontinued. Um, so, yeah, solid brass poles. I think they had, they had a couple of different colors, I think. One dollar. Yeah. It doesn't come with screws, but big deal. No. They're like those bar pulls, but they're not hollow. Yeah. I mean, they they weigh, you know, a third of a pound each. They're, yeah. they're, they're solid. They feel good. Yeah. They feel good in the hand. So, yeah, grab some more of those or, or something similar. Yeah. What, what do you, you got the, uh, the, what material you got for the drawer face? We still got that uh, daring. Just use the daring forest. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It'll be all matching along that wall. Yeah, we just don't have any of that uh, thick edge banding. Uh yeah, yeah. The the complementary color edge banding is nice. Gives the gives the door reveals a little bit of a yeah accent. Have to use probably that multiply again, which it's yeah, you know. I prefer something thicker just for durability, but I don't think I have enough black, one millimeter black to mm-hmm. do all those doors a lot. Yeah. Because that's uh, two, four, two, basically six, 12, 18, 24, 24 linear feet, and then uh, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18. 24 plus 18. Is that 42? 52? 52. 52 linear feet? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's surprising how much those little rolls are when you stretch them out. Yeah, the one millimeter comes in 300 foot rolls, so. Hmm. Because that would be nice. Yeah. Maybe we ought to start having some on hand, some uh, stock on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Charge every job. You know, if you need one roll, yeah. charge them for two and just yeah. get get a double. It's yeah. nice to have stuff laying around just to whatever use for shop stuff or, um, you know, like on the cabinets for this reception desk, like all the, all the panels and everything, everything's edge band of four sides. Yeah. Just because when you butt them together, I mean, first of all, it protects the melamine because you hit, you, you knock an edge on, on edge banded, you're done. It's the piece chip. is gone. Yeah. Garbage. Um, so, you know, I'd rather a, a 300 foot roll of, um, let me see. I think the, the one millimeter was, let's see. Edgeco, Edgeco, Edgeco. 
Tečko už jel s tím. You're not small. <laughs> you know it's small if you say it. 39.50 for 300 feet of one millimeter black PVC edge banding. Wow. 40 divided by 300. That's 13 cents a foot. Nice. I'm not losing sleep over 30 cents of edge banding to edge band the bottom. You know, yeah. I know some people who, who are, you know, to edge band the bottom edge of a cabinet. It keeps it sealed, you know, so if they mop the floor, it's not going to suck in there. It keeps it protected. Um, it's just better. Yeah, I mean, it takes takes an, an additional, what, 30 seconds is being crazy on estimating time. An extra 30 seconds to edge band the bottom edge. Yeah. It'll be uh, generous and call it a minute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I lost my train of thought. Well, you were just describing, uh, you know, how the panels are coming together and you, they're edge banding four sides. Yeah. It makes a cleaner joint, I think, too, because... yeah. Is, there's intention there in the joint instead of, I mean, because you're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if things aren't perfectly flush, you know, you see the <clears throat> the, ins, the core material on the melamine, which you don't want to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was going somewhere with it, but I, I can't remember. Got lost along the way. Yeah. But yeah, you know, 13 cents a foot, that's, that's cheap. I like it. Yeah. I do want to get, uh, you know, put something up about edge banding service. I have to figure out what a good price is. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I know the, the CNC guy up in Connecticut charges a dollar a foot. Hmm. That's a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I probably have to have like a minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum charge. Footage. Yeah. Cause let's say you got, About 20 cents a foot material in the banding and then I don't know but I don't know how the glue breaks out I mean we've run at least a thousand feet of banding so far yeah it, the glue goes a long long way I just put a little bit more in yesterday yeah. um, like half a quart and that bag is a uh <laughs> it's huge. 50 pound bags or yeah. I think maybe 20, 20 kilos. So what's that? Uh, whatever, 40, 40, 40, 44 pounds, something like that. Yeah. It's um, like 30 inches high. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of feet worth of banding in that bag. Yeah. And I think the bags are about 200 bucks. The chemicals we, we don't know yet. We haven't like the, There's a release agent and the cleaner. They don't really look like they've dropped. Yeah. If they have, it's minimal because I've been looking at them. It's like they showed up like half empty. And they're but, still there. But I think maybe that's just how, you know, it's one of those things where they only they only come with with so much in them. Uh, um, but yeah, so we have that that um, anti-stick spray and the in-feed and the cleaning spray and the out-feed. I want to bump up the, the cleaning spray a bit and lower the buffers a little bit. We're getting mm -hmm. a little bit of glue residue on the... On, seems like on the bottom side, um, which you can't really see until you get dust and then the dust sticks to it. Mm. Um, that might also be a symptom of running it on second speed. I you see. Know, maybe on speed one, it's got a little more time to, to buff. Yeah, spend a little extra time between, between those wheels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have to do a calculation and, and you know, 
we do, we let's say we land on a dollar, we do a couple, and it doesn't seem like it's enough. Right. You know, can always raise that up. Yeah, no big deal. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That might be a, a good way to fill, you know. Yeah, it's always, there's always downtime in between tasks and yeah. stuff. Waiting for something to dry, you know, or um, waiting for something to arrive. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we, we try to keep pretty busy. Uh, I always think of the old uh, restaurant thing too. <laughs> time to lean, yeah. time to clean. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> so it, uh, the dust, not not like the sawdust dust, but the dirt dust, yeah. it, it never goes away. Yeah. I, it's like I keep sweeping and I still see that, that dark brown dust. Yeah. Yeah, it must be just like embedded into the floor. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, years of dust that, I mean, it's sat for so long that you got to figure that the dust is just accumulating. Over. Yeah. I mean, really what we got to do probably is is get one of those uh, scrub brushes on a pole mm-hmm. and, a, and a bucket of hot water and go around section by section and just scrub yeah. and, yeah. and mop it, you know, get a mop, mop it up. Yeah, maybe a, a hose and I mean like a power. You know, the thing is, we got all the shit in there. Yeah, now we got so I, much stuff in the shop now. Um, you know, we didn't have hot water. Mm-hmm. I don't think were we moved in or? Yeah, I think that was one of the la- <clears throat> excuse me. That was one of the last things we got was that hot water heater hooked up. Yeah, we had it on an extension cord for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah forgot about that yeah now we got 25 holes in the ceiling of that <laughs> moving on with three inches thanks a lot dave the the best was how he could accept the drill oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he was trying to drill a hole with a spade bit right yeah it was like on like hammer <laughs> it's on hammer or like uh you know the the, the clutch was the cl- <laughs> Put it in first gear. It will break your wrist before it stalls out. Literally. You'll snap the handle off the drill. Yeah. So he's up on top of the of the the bathroom ceiling, you know, which is lower than the ceiling in the shop. I think originally he was trying to do it with like a twelve volt drill. Yeah. And we're all down, you know, laughing and Telling and screaming directions at him, you know, oh but it was, gosh. it was too, it's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Master electricians. Helper. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that? This, uh, so this guy that, that, uh, sound bites from his name, Tim Robinson or something. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian. He was on a show called, uh, Detroiters and I think a couple others. Uh, but so he's got a new show out on Netflix, like a sketch comedy show, which I I I love sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that vibrated all the way through my microphone. Yeah, that's the wife. Oh, you know it probably vibrated through yours, and I'm oh. picking it up on the monitoring. Um. Oh, so I put it on last night with the wife. I'm like, yeah, there's this new show I want to check out because I I don't know he he put out a, like a lot of reels on Instagram and stuff as kind of guerrilla marketing, I think. And they're, they're funny clips, like, but then, I don't know, I watched the show, and, like, we watched two episodes, and 
My wife is like, you know, the show sucks, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was totally disappointed because I thought it was going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good sketch comedy shows right now. You know, I used to have Key and P. used to have Mad TV, first of all, yeah, which is yeah. like when I was growing up, I loved Mad TV. You had Key and Peel, Kroll Show. Um, what else? I mean, like Kids in the Hall. That was classic. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I'm forgetting. Did but you was in Living Color your time period too? Or was that before? No, nah, that's that? before. But I I did watch it occasionally growing up because my dad was a big fan. Jim Carrey's got some funny ones. Yeah, like the yeah. Seinfeld one where they're. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of people came out of that show. Yeah, Jim Carrey, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I mean the Wayne's Brothers. Mm -hmm. I, that's kind of like where they got their start, right? Yeah, I mean, they were sort of like, not, I don't want to say B-movie actors and stuff like that, but they were, that was, yeah, they were, their career wasn't mainstream. They kind of uh, disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, um, probably by choice. Yeah, purposely. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's, it's a, uh, you ever spend any time out in L.A.? No, I've never been... Vegas was the only time yeah. I was oh, okay. west yeah. of West Virginia. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a brutal oh, I can only imagine. um kind of uh thing. And you know, I wasn't even involved in in that aspect of business, but mm -hmm. everywhere you go, it's everybody's trying to break into uh, the business. Yeah. Yep. I'm just waiting tables while I work on my screenplay. <laughs> Waiting in line at the grocery store. I mean, it's it's just it's everywhere. You can't you can't get away from it. Well, now with the internet, you know, everybody's got a platform to oh, try and yeah, put their thing yeah. out. So maybe maybe it's not as bad now. That's true. It's true. You don't have to go to L.A. You can just do it from wherever. Yeah, yeah. But the auditions, I wonder. I wonder how oh, that's. Yeah. Um. Well, and now too, you know, the film industry has really gotten, it's, it's in a lot of different places now, mm -hmm. you know, Toronto and yeah, there's a lot in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like we were watching, my wife and I were watching that show, uh, night agent and it's supposed to take place in DC and we're watching and they're like in the woods. I'm like, that's West coast woods <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's film. you know, it's filmed in British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, that show monk. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's set in San Francisco, but that's filmed in Canada mm -hmm. too, I think. Um they Georgia's do. got a big film industry now. New Jersey's, you know, they're doing a lot of TV shows stuff here. Netflix is moving into Fort Monmouth uh, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll shoot all these like um what do you call uh, on-site things where like they have to get you know, the actual location, they'll do like some little clips of San oh, Francisco yeah, yeah. or New York mm -hmm. or something, but the bulk of it's all filmed. That's like, uh, you know, like, uh, was it Batman is supposed to take place in, you know, it's based on what Chicago Gotham city. I thought, yeah, but isn't Gotham oh. city like supposed to be Chicago I didn't or know. is it New York? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not that big on comics. Me neither, but I think it's supposed to be like, uh, you know, based on a real city, mm -hmm. but they film it in like some, you know, not that city. Yeah. Gotham. 
Yeah, I'm not into the whole Marvel, DC, not my thing. Yeah, I, I usually watch them when they come out on TV. Yeah, I feel like the the uh, just they're just bad movies. <laughs> People love them, but they're just bad. They're super predictable. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't see the allure in the predictable movie. I want an unpredictable movie. That's right. Um, but to circle back, I know what you're saying about trying new shows and, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you're there with the wife and you, you're giving it that time and then you both look over and like, this is, this is thumbs down, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we watch a lot of mystery shows and... You know, we're at the point where, like, we'll circle back and watch a series that we watched years ago and, uh-huh. and watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it's like, come on, let's let's try this new show. This looks like it could be a good one. <laughs> you got about 15 minutes in, you're like, nah, this ain't cutting it. I mean, I could have stuck it out with this show. It's called um, I, Think you, I Think You Should Leave. Because it had, like, little moments that were funny. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it wasn't, like... I don't know. It wasn't horrible. There's much worse things. I mean, but it's just stupid humor. Um, like I could stick it out and watch it just for those little glints of of funny, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I did get a the uh, on work. I did get a new quote on that face frame for the angled door. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't included in the. In uh, the what I want for the face frame. I didn't open it up, but I mean, it was pretty inex. The door was pretty inexpensive, so. Um, and it looks like uh, be given. They were they offered us a ten percent discount on the kitchen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we could just pass that pass that on. Yeah, I'll figure all that out. Yeah, give Meridian a. Yeah, I'll uh I'll text the guy once it hits eight o'clock. See if um we could just send over. Maybe we could just send over the Conestoga. <laughs> yeah, why not? No. <laughs> Save me the time of typing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they, they. You know. Listen. You want to play ball? Play ball. Yeah. You take this. Plug it into your system. See. Mm-hmm. See what comes out. That's right. And they'll have the numbers. So if they want to beat it, beat it. Right. You know, listen, we haven't bought from Conestoga. We haven't bought from you. Who who, who are we going to pick? Yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's we'll, give them the, we'll give them the 10%, you know, say, and they also said that they give us 10% off this yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. And also, what's your lead time? And you know what else? They gave me... Um, Conestoga gave me that square foot price. Mm-hmm. And I figured out... I went through it yesterday with the calculator and figured out exactly the square foot. And when I was talking to her on the phone, I got the impression that they, that the price was less than what I figured out. Like their price. And so I'm going to ask her for a, a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kitchen job, the clients are, you know, debating painted or stained. <clears throat> or so cooking up some different numbers and stuff. Um, you know, to see where, where they're going to land. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wants everything, but they, you know, budget is always. Yeah. Budget is, is uh, the, the great equalizer. 
The driving force. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I mean, just ticked over the hour mark. We're rapidly approaching 8 a.m. Most of you are still uh, not even at work. <laughs> yeah, we're like the army over here. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Lindsay about the, oh, so we're good to go tomorrow for install 8 o'clock right. at the first job for those shells. She's, I said, oh, how's Friday? She's like, oh, yeah, let me check. What time? I said, how's 8? I said, we're at the shop at 6.30, so anytime after that. <laughs> Yeah, people, uh, my wife was, again, like, why you got to get up so early? I'm like, well, you know, there's there's nobody around at that time of the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I need that time. So she's been pretty cool about it. She's, you know, just the other morning she got up, and, you know, messed up my whole routine. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to get yourself set up in the shop with like a couch and a TV. Yeah. And- Exactly. You just go out there and just avoid any that's it. any uh, potential uh, <laughs> little coffee interactions. Machine. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a great day. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. 